Hello. Yeah, it's that time again. It's me, Daniel Johnson, and this is Best Thing. Each episode, we interview a different guest and we talk about the best things in their life. From TV to film to music to food to travel and something random of their choice. Now, this week's guest is an absolute star. He really is. It's Ben Hainer from X Factor. Now, he shot to fame in 2014 after being crowned season 11's winner, beating Fleur East. Also, grabbing himself a number one at Christmas as well. He's gone on and done so much, and I can't wait to get into the conversation with him. Also, we've got Adam Harris's Fat Chicken keeping us all fat checked throughout, and Bethia Beats bringing us some of the best in brand new music, all put together by Professor Ollie. Next up, Adam Harris's Fat Chicken and interview with Ben Haynow. All right, guys, it's me, Fat Chicken, doing the uh, fact check in for you. Um, I'm outside recording these now, so you might hear a bit of a bird noise. I'm in the fat chicken coop. Um, but today's little uh, fact check for you is that um, daddy long legs, crane flies, people say they only live for one day. Is that true? Find out at the end of the episode. <laughs> So today on the podcast, we've got the wonderful Ben Haynow. How are you doing? Really good, mate. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's my pleasure to be honest. Like, it's so weird because we're sort of all weirdly stuck at home. And, you know, we do, we're allowed to go out now and we're allowed to go, you know, more exercise. Apparently we do, I can do unlimited amount of exercise. And can we drive everywhere, anywhere we want to? We can sit with people. I think I have no idea. Not Barnard Castle, apparently. You're not allowed to go there, I think. (laughs) Stay away from it. We've got straight into it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, no no politics. Yeah, you you can do what you want. I think you can go out and meet people. But at the moment, I think there's still so much of that sort of, it's people's anxiety and feeling like that they don't, you don't want to go out. Do you know what I mean? And it's like you say, I think we were talking a bit before just about when you're meeting your friends and stuff like that. You know, my kind of standard greeting with my mates is to give them a cuddle. But you have to kind of, yeah, if you're meeting too. up with someone, you're kind of two meters away from them and sort of like, hey, like, doesn't feels weird still, man. It is weird. I, I remember because I, I, I coach uh, a football team, an under 13s football team. And uh, uh, before, you know, we all kind of got locked down and stuff like that, we we were doing like touching the, you know, the, the, the shoes together or yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Elbow Elbow one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get back to Which normal. Is- It'll get back to normal at some point, I'm sure. But yeah, for now, it's it still will. still a bit strange, right? I think the thing is, is that everyone's getting used to everyone being at home. Even my dog is used to me. And she looks at me like, will you go out? (laughs) Don't take me. Just Just go go. out. (laughs) I don't want to be there. Um, So, okay. uh, What we're going to be doing is we're going to run down your best things in your life to do with all different categories. But the first one is TV and film. So what is the best thing for you to do with TV and film? Have you been watching a lot of TV in this time? Yeah, it's definitely one of those things I've been doing. I'm, I'm a big fan of documentaries and not to take it down too many weird avenues, but the Epstein thing at the moment that's out there has literally been, Ooh. yeah, been capturing my attention. But, you know, I don't want any um, any sort of lawsuits <laughs> or anything. So we'll, we'll stick. No, it's a, do- it's a documentary. Uh, you can watch it on Netflix. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched it as well. It's, 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 it's insightful, you know, when, and, and so clever when they put these things together. Isn't yeah. It? Like I had no idea about you know anything you know you look at uh, um, uh, Tiger King and stuff like that or how long that's been going that was it yeah incredible that situation of that this guy had more I think is is there more tigers in captivity in in America America than than the world yeah then yeah that's what they're saying 
you know, and people having them as pets. And um, it, it that's the thing I love about documentaries is all that stuff. You know, it, the Tiger King, like you mentioned, was insane. And um, it's just kind of knowledge. Do you know what I mean? And I think, um, you know, I'm no spring chicken. I'm not saying I'm old, but the, the older I get, the more I kind of I feel like Johnny Five. I want input. Do you know what I mean? I need to, I need to kind of get more stuff. So um, documentaries and stuff have really been going down well. Uh, and my missus, I say my missus, I'm going to blame it on her, but we've been watching a lot of Disney stuff recently as oh, well. Oh, what sort of stuff? What have you been watching? I mean, what, Lady and the Tramp, um, because oh, of the new one. Classic. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that was that was kind of cool to relive. Uh, Moana, and my missus now thinks she is Moana and just constantly sings the song. <laughs> so, you know, it's been up and down, man. But yeah, um, yeah, film and TV for me, it's an escape in it, you know? And I think that's what I've enjoyed is being able to kind of, you can pick which ride you want to go on, you know? You want to go down a documentary route, you go for it. You want something completely just to zone out to and and laugh at, you know? You've got plenty of options. Yeah, I, I think um, that that kind of uh, zoning out and, and, and escapism through film and TV is really important. And do you have a ver- like a favorite genre when it comes to film? Do you, do you go to something normally when you're watching films? I'm not really. I think it's it, the same with music. I think it's kind of dependent on how you're feeling and, and you know what 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 kind of what sort of thing you're looking for. Um, I, I'm a big fan of comedy. I'm a big fan of kind of you know useless comedies. I kind of the Goldbergs is is a good one for me. Comedy series um Brooklyn Nine-Nine and that sort of thing you know so I, I love to I, it's escapism for me and as much as it's you know with, with everything that's going on in the world nowadays anyway it's nice to be able to just kind of switch something on and have a laugh rather than being sort of brought down by it all really. Is there any tv series that you haven't started watching that people go to oh you haven't seen that and you're like no I've not seen that but I will but you haven't yet is there anything that you sort of is on the list? Yeah I mean don't at me but Game of Thrones is uh, it, I knew you were gonna say yeah, that. But you've watched I it right? You you watched it? That. Yeah but it took me maybe three or four times to get past season one. Okay. It took me a while before I was like, this is not for me until until I got to the bit that I was like, okay, this is the best program in the entire <laughs> world. And I'm going to annoy everyone by telling people that. You know it. what? So many people do say it. And I think it's one of those things as well. It was like um, Breaking Bad. I, I think I watched, um, you know, like one or two episodes of it. And I thought it was cool, but I was not one of those people that finished it. And that, it makes me feel like an alien. You know, I've not seen Breaking Bad. So, you know, and I've not seen Game of Thrones. But um it does if it lives up to the hype if it lives up to the hype then i'm willing to give it a go it's there it's all there now so like you don't have to wait like we had to wait week yeah. after week <laughs> after week for this thing to happen that you know may have not happened or happened and stuff and then you get to know a character and then all of a sudden they're dead but are they dead and you're like oh what's going on you know but <laughs> is that something um, are you a binge watcher would you say that you have to get yeah i'm a hundred percent binge watcher i have to get through it and, and it annoys me uh, i think right now they've got it on apple tv and they've been dropping tv programs like every week and just having to wait for a friday to come <laughs> to watch you know the morning show i think there was defending jacob which is a new program they've got on there as well right. which is great but i'm just so terrible i need to like completely binge watch yeah. and get it done right yeah. now i'm watching last dance so you're watching have you watched it no is that this michael, michael jordan, jordan. Michael... yeah no yeah. i haven't seen it. i've been going a lot of, there's a lot of music documentaries they've just added um something to do with motown on the sky documentary oh, thing right. yeah and just been trying to get through a load of that stuff man when it comes to documentaries, do you go for the music ones? Because obviously that is kind of the background that we think of, Ben Hanel, that you might think, oh, I want to listen to music. There's a great Lenny Kravitz one that was on on Sky Arts sure. the other day. And do those things kind of go lead to what you think, oh, I'd like to watch that. Or do you kind of shun away and you want to watch more kind of criminal? And yeah, that sort of thing? yeah, you've got it, man. I mean, for me, it's like um, I'm not big into, you know, I wouldn't kind of watch a, 
an Ed Sheeran documentary or so. You know, for me, kind of like the old school stuff, like the Motown stuff, Sun Records, and that that kind of interests me. But um, with regards to kind of like biopic type stuff, where it's about you know, I'm not really into that kind of stuff. I'd rather find out about the backgrounds of the industry and stuff. But then, yeah, cri- uh, criminal documentaries really is where it's at for, for me, for me, man. I love it. Like Making a Murderer. Did you watch that? Oh, now I'm just my gonna... God. Yeah. You did watch it, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was incredible. Um, I still don't really understand what happened to Stephen Avery and his whole family. I know they're all against him. Yeah. But I don't know, like, and his, was it his nephew that got him broiled? Yeah, it? yeah. It was loads, like, loads of his family started sort of turning him in and stuff. And I, I, like you say, I can't really recall the outcome of it, like, exactly what happened. But it's, again, it's just one of those things where it's it was the insight to how twisted sort of the, the police could be. Do you know what I mean? And how corrupt and all that sort of thing. It, corruption and that sort of thing, man blows my mind and I think that the more people sort of know about it and find out about that stuff it's it's kind of eye-opening to, to a lot of people you know I think it is you know sometimes for me in documentaries I uh, they're always quite sensationalist and they're always sure. like oh my god this has happened and I sometimes and this is probably why I'm doing this podcast but sometimes I'm like where's the nice feel-good documentary <laughs> about lovely things and things going really well and people achieving stuff where's yeah. where are those entries instead of like this went wrong and these people are corrupt and i was just like uh you know but i i, I get caught up in those documentaries and i think there was another one called staircase which was a podcast some guy who thrown his wife down the stairs right allegedly would say sorry that. Say that. sorry thanks <laughs> don't worry i don't work for the bbc anymore it's fine we can say what we want absolutely fine okay so i'm gonna say ben hey now your best thing when it comes to film and tv is probably documentaries like criminal yeah documentaries. i'll take that yeah man yeah, perfect uh next up we're going to be talking food you a fan of food uh i literally it's all like it's all i do while i'm watching the documentaries i'm stuffing my face so that is all i do okay ben we're talking about food are you a foodie um, I don't know. Does that mean that I kind of am knowledgeable about food, or does that mean that I like? No, food? no that just means you like food. Oh yeah, food. I'll be, I will literally eat anything. So yeah, I'm a foodie. Yeah, that's a total foodie. If you eat anything, is there anything you don't eat? You know, like like stickle bricks or you know plastic things that you shouldn't eat. Anything that kids shouldn't eat. Uh, but no, I'm, I, I'll eat anything. Yeah, I really will eat anything. I think I like to try new foods, and I think that's that's a massive thing for me. Is um, a lot of people can kind of go through. a a Monday to Friday and sort of plan their meals, you know, fish night and this night and that night. But for me, it's it's totally about, um, you know, just getting some sort of strange recipe off of a Jamie Oliver or any other sort of recipe stuff, you know, and trying it. So I think uh, when it comes to food, we can get a little bit stuck in a routine. Like if I have a, a takeaway, I look at the menu, I peruse the menu, and then choose exactly the same thing <laughs> I've had for the last fourteen years. I don't, I don't choose it. I love, I love tasting things. I love tasting menus and stuff like that because you get different stuff. But if yeah. I've got to choose my own accord, I'm like, I don't want to get it wrong. I'm yeah. hungry. You're going to go back to the old school. No, I get it. I get it. And I think that, do you know what? I like to, as much as I do say I like to try new foods, I think there is that staple when you're, when you're choosing your takeaways and stuff. But um, it's good to branch out, man. It is good to branch out. Do you have a do you have a favorite go to like so if you if you thought like this is my last meal I'm ever gonna eat mm. what is that meal you, you, you could start at starters and mains and desserts I don't know are you a desserts man do you do you, would you rather have dessert or are you more savory I'm more of a savory I think I think starters like I'm a big fan of um like I'm a cheese board man as well if I was gonna mm. go for a dessert um yes but yeah I think I think food wise for me it's um my, my dad my dad's Indian um and my my mum's Italian descent so it's um I'm not going to choose pizza because I've heard bad things about that. 
<laughs> but yeah, it, uh, curry for me is definitely it's definitely something I'd go for. A lot of fish curries I've been trying recently, and sort of um, like West Indian vibe stuff as well, like a lot a lot of jerk and that sort of thing. You know, what I mean, I really enjoy it. I mean, it's those cuisines that I mean, I think it is in the UK that Indian food is the number one food, yeah, uh, which is incredible. And and even though if you went to India, they'd be like, "There's no chicken tikka masala." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've never heard of it. But I think it's the same with Chinese food, though, right? Like you know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're sweet and sour chicken, like no, we don't do that over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, the the funny thing when it when it comes to it, can you cook? Do you cook a little bit? Yeah, I'm the, I, I'm uh, in. Uh, my wife's not not um, the biggest fan of cooking. She can cook, but she doesn't enjoy it. And I think unless you put in a bit of passion into anything you do, you know what I mean, you're not going to get a decent result. And I love cooking, so it's it's all uh, it's all for me to do. And the washing. Have you been? Everyone's making everyone's making new things. Don't say banana bread. To... No, but I, I have made some banana bread. No, and you know, the, no, the worst thing about it, right? So I made these banana muffins, right? And I thought I was being really kind of like forward thinking. And I put like, uh, it was like banana in there, of course. And then walnuts. And I put some sesame seeds in it. And I drizzled yeah. it with honey. Yeah. And I brought it to some friends. And they ate half of it and then didn't eat anymore. And I was like, oh, maybe they're really terrible. No, they were, I don't full, know. Up. They were full Maybe up. Yeah, oh. yeah. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. Sounds thanks, like an man. awesome recipe, mate. Like yeah, well, you, you, well, I'll, I'll bring out a cookbook. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. That's the endorsement. Endorsed by Ben Hay now. Daniel Johnson's new cookbook. Ben, ben Hay now, who will eat anything. Bear, bear in mind, it's not a good endorsement. <laughs> if if you, if I make you these banana muffins, I'll send yeah. you some, right? If All I right. make them and you only eat half of them, yeah. you're going to be upset. Okay, deal. Say, uh, Are you making any bread? Have you tried? Have you tried to make bread? No, people mate. are making bread, and I'm like, no. <laughs> but it's not, for me, it's not. I don't know. It's not adventurous. I'm trying. I just, I'm trying to stay away from carbs as well because I have packed on quite a lot of weight. I mean, since I think even you look year. wonderful right now. I know the viewers can't hear, uh, can't see you right now, but you you do look great. Oh, oh he's he's showing off. Thank he's you very off much. Now. It's all a filter. There's a filter on it. No, but I, I think with regards to bread and stuff like that, like people buy bread, these bread making machines, and I think you know if you're letting a machine do it, you're not making the bread yourself. And other than that, I don't think it's kind of interesting enough, really. Sorry to any bread makers out there. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, I actually just live by myself with my dog Darcy, and if I made bread, I would be the size of a house. I, <laughs> I, I've known to make neighbours fat of where I've lived because I've made so much cake, and I just gave it to them, and they're like, Dan, can you um, can you stop giving us cake? Because um, I, I now have to go to the gym. <laughs> I've never heard of people saying "stop, give me cake." It's not a, it's not a line I've ever heard in my life. But anyway, you sound like a brilliant neighbour, mate. You sound like a brilliant neighbour. Do you do well, bread? Well? No, I do not. I haven't. My friend is very good at making focaccia. Focaccia, yeah. um, and it, he sent me the recipe. I've asked him to send it to me a couple of times, and then you sort of lose the recipe. And then, so he sends it to me, and I've still not made it. I've got the ingredients. Yeah. I've grown some herbs in the garden for the ingredients. Nice. So I've got some rosemary and stuff in there. That's the only cool. thing that sort of stayed alive. And uh, but I'm. <laughs> do, do you know what it is, Ben? I'm not brave enough. But what? Well, like, isn't that weird? Isn't that yeah. weird when it comes to a sort of a food and you're like, do you know what? I don't think I'm going to do it well. And I don't think you're meant to do it well for the first no. time. The reason why grandma is great at making a Victoria sponge is because they've made it for 50 years. <laughs> That's right. If you'd have had grandma's first one, mate, you'd have only eaten half of it or spat it out. <laughs> You know what I mean? It is about would've, trial and error. Would have been like my muffins. That's what it would have been. <laughs> oh, God. Now people are going to start saying hashtag Daniel's muffins. Um, so... <laughs> 
Are you an alfresco kind of person? Do you like eating inside? Do you like doing it? Because we're going to have to eat outside now. Restaurants yeah. are opening and we're going to eat outside. You're going to be okay with that? I know if the weather's good, though, it's it's all right, isn't that, it? Yeah, you're, you're kind of on the right lines. I think, you know what I mean? If you're eating out in, a, you know, Port of Banus or somewhere lovely on a dock or something, but I, I don't really believe in sort of like scoffing down a pasta in Croydon High Street. I just don't think it's going to have the same sort of vibe man but um I, I do like eating outdoors as long as the setting's nice and we've got the weather but you know as well as i do that don't really last does it in this country no the only time we had the weather this year is we've had to stay inside yeah, <laughs> yeah i know it's terrible isn't it? <laughs> we're allowed to a little bit go outside and now it's just a bit kind of overcast and raining all of next week so they're, they're, they're opening opening things up and then it's just it's just raining okay so let's let's just dig into it uh, so Best things about food for you, I would say kind of curry. What are, what are your go-to curries if you're going to go out and have, and what do you have with it? Do you have some nice rice with it? Do you, what, 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 do you have like bread? What do you Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of a peshwari naan, something sweet, oh, like the coconut. Hands up, me too. Yes. <laughs> um, And that and dal, do you know what I mean? I think it's like like a lentil kind of vibe thing if people don't know what it is. But um, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> Let Sorry. us know what it is. Well, not a lot of people. No, but it's true because a lot of people wouldn't know what that was, yeah. and so you you could be people go, oh, I I didn't know it's that, and now they might have it now because they listen to you, Ben. Yeah, try it, man. Try it, and if you don't like it, it's not my fault. I just said it's Ben's fault. I'm gonna let you. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah so yeah so you have a nice dal you have a pasuari naan do you do do you do naan and rice because people like it's too carby to do both but i I definitely do both i mean definitely if you're gonna go out and have a meal you might as well do it all wouldn't you but uh, just just a standard pillow for me i think because you've got enough flavors going with everything else it's nice to just have a bit a bit of bland almost like the uh, an indian chip do you do what i do and then order a few sides so like a sagaloo and then some uh you know um uh, onion barges and stuff like that and then realize that, that is definitely too much food yeah absolutely but again it's it's what happens and even i think when you're getting takeaways as well it's like you'll just choose what you want and all the things well that you think you want and you look down it's like 47 pound for two people you know you're just like no it's, you're not going to eat all that but it's it's good for a couple of days afterwards man it's good it's so true. It is so true. Um, okay, so I'm going to say that Ben Haynell's best thing to do with food is curry. Um, so the next thing we're going to be talking about is travel. Ben, we're talking travel. Are you well traveled? Uh, I've been around. I've been around. Probably. Should I've been around. That. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, By the way, we're using that from the main clip <laughs> to promote this show. <laughs> ben Hayna, I've been around. I've, been, yeah, I've, I've travelled. You know, music's taken me different places. And before that, um, you know, I, I was. I guess I was. My brother's one of them people that's kind of been away and done the um, the Thailand and the, you know going and what you, you know when they go over and find themselves and come back with tie dye t shirts and stuff like that. But it, I've I've never got round to doing that. Um, I kind of had a bit of a, my youth was just knocking around with my mates here in the UK, do you know what I mean? And I've travelled to, as I say, my 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 mum's side of the family from Italy, and that's where I've been to a lot. I mean, me and my wife got married over there as well. Um, so nice. there's, there's places with certain, you know, certain special places in my heart, but I, I wouldn't say that I'm particularly well-travelled, no. Uh, where did you get married in Italy? Whereabouts? Uh, it's a small place. So where my nan was born, is a, it's a town called Bassano di Grappa, which is about two hours outside of Venice. But it's like, it's uh, the least sort of touristy place you, you've ever seen you know it's literally kind of like old village Italy um and it was just it, as soon as I mean I'd been there for years and years and I took my wife there 
I mean, probably about three, four years before before we got married and was just kind of like, you know, I said to her, this is the place if we do get married that I'd love I'd love to go and I wanted to show you. And when she saw it, she was just kind of blown away by it. So um, that's that's really our special place. Yeah, Bassano de Grappa. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm gonna, I'll put that in the link so people can uh, find it and then you ruin keep, it with tourism. Keep people away from there, <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> what about you, um, man? You, you... Must you must have seen some places, right? Yeah, do you know what? I'm such a, like, I such... I love England loads and 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 the Great Britain and, and I think you know there's some places in Scotland that is just yeah. beyond beautiful and they have some of the most amazing beaches and if you catch a day that is good weather you could be in the Bahamas yeah. like it is an absolute joke and I I holidayed at Cornwall uh, um, throughout my childhood so we were there you know every year like in Newquay and Truro and Perranporth and those sort yeah. of places and which I loved I loved so much and I didn't go on holiday or I didn't go abroad for a very long time I was quite late to it um I think just because my parents didn't prioritize that they had other things they, they spent their sure. money on but I did love the states have you done much in the states have you been to the states a bit yeah the only, I mean I spent um I spent about three months out there sort of recording and writing after after winning the show um and I went out to to LA um, a lot of time around there, like in Malibu and stuff, which was kind of, it was cool, but it wasn't what I was expecting. I think it's actually quite a sparse place. And if you haven't got a car or you don't know anybody there, it actually <laughs> really is quite a lonely place to be, you know? Yeah, no one walks in LA. No, 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 no. Not, not, not the sort of people that you, that you, you know what I mean? Like the ladies <laughs> of the night, the ladies of the night walk around, but not many other people. Um but yeah, America was good for me. New York, I think, was great. Um, was kind of more like a big London, and it, it felt more. It felt more kind of like something I was something I was used to already. It was kind of okay. L.A. was familiar. Very, yeah, L.A. Yeah, was very alien it. to me, but New York was very familiar. It's that place that never sleeps. I, I felt like the food was great. The places that you could go out were great. You could just walk anywhere over Brooklyn and go to Dumbo yeah. and 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 just it's there's so many sites you could just spend so much time there. I did when I was younger and I visited quite a, a few times uh, since and stuff. And it's just that that element of, is a big London, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think regards to kind of like culture and vibe as well that you've got going on there. There's so many. You know, there's so many different like like in, in London, you've got kind of your Soho vibes and, 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 you know, all different kind of stuff. It's for me, New York was much more of a cultural melting pot um, than, than L.A. seemed to be, you know, and not 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 sort of slagging L.A. off. But it, it was very, I don't know, very false. I felt, you know, what I mean, I couldn't really get a feel for it. I think a lot of people say that. And I, I think the difference is, is in L.A., a lot of people are there to achieve something. Right. But in New York, I think that they just be. You yeah. know what I mean? They yeah. they're not trying to achieve anything. They're just doing. Yeah, I get that. And and, and like a lot of people in, I mean, a lot of people in New York live and work in New York, right? But a lot of people in LA are visiting from. They've come to realize their dream, or they've come to do this and that. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying with that, man. Um, is there any places that are on your list that you haven't gone to that you're like, I definitely want to go there? Like, I think like on your, you know, that must must visit place i think um south america for me is somewhere that i find really interesting um you know kind of like your your, your perus and stuff like that do you know what i mean i think it would be uh i'm not looking now for, for kind of like a go and sit down on a beach experience or sit by a swimming pool it doesn't really turn me on so it's you know to go and sort of get involved in a culture and to to see some some real stuff and the real life and stuff that goes on around there that's what i'd like to do really but whether i'll get the chance to do it mate i just don't know I think you will get the chance to do it. 
I think I think that I think if you really want to, you know, sort of visit places and cultures that you haven't ever done before, I think that when it becomes on your list, you're like, right, I'm going to get to do that. And even yeah. if you do it when you're 50, 60, 70, yeah, who you're cares? Right. No, you're right. Actually, that might be a good time to go and leave the kids and get on with it. <laughs> go and find Paddy and Bear. Um, how many kids do you have? None at the moment, mate. I'm just. You got no kids? Should, no, none at the moment. I mean, it's it's it's. Um... I Me mean, neither. I've got one kid. It's a furry one. She's. I've seen it. She keeps her, popping yeah, up every now and then. Yeah, she does. She she is there somewhere, just walking around. What type of dog is she? <laughs> she's a King Charles Cavalier. She's nine years old, so she's getting a little, a little bit over the hill. No, she's fine. She can hear me. <laughs> She likes to sleep a lot. She goes for one walk a day, and then and then she sleeps the rest of the time. And then exactly. I feed her, and then she's back asleep. Same life with me, of though. A princess, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm not, when I said life of a princess, I meant the dog. Uh, well, well, both, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so when it comes to travel, I, I don't know if we've actually kind of knuckled this one down, but um, what is the best thing uh, to do with travel for you, Ben? I think it's, I wouldn't say a specific place. I think it's just it, it, like the whole thing again about documentaries and getting more input. I think it's just going and seeing different cultures and different ways of life and, and, and different people in, the, in their own settings. So it's, um, it's kind of, I'd say it's just getting experience, man, isn't it? It's world experience. Okay, so uh, best thing about uh, travel for Ben is, I guess, world experience, which is cool. I think that's the best answer we've had. Um, don't tell the other guests, they'll be well enough. <laughs> <laughs> and next up, we're going to be talking music, and I can't wait to get into this with wow. you. Oh, wow. You're disgusting me in the way that you move. Hi, everyone. It's Bethia from Bethia's Beats. My chosen artist for this week is the incredibly talented Chinchilla. She is renowned for her powerful vocal, high energy live shows and the most extra outfits of all time, which I'm so here for. She's had many career highlights so far, such as supporting Sting on tour and performing at the Estonian Music Awards. She has very recently released her latest project called Awakening, which is out now. And the track that I've chosen of hers this week is called No No, which was actually produced by my very good friend Mort. Here's a snippet of it playing in the background. To listen to the full song, it will be played at the end of the podcast, along with all the details of Chinchilla's social media and where to find the songs. And that will all be linked below. Thank you very much and see you next time. I'm standing by my hands up. So you think that you can swing me, but you never had a chance. Ben, we're talking music. What is your best thing when it comes to music? Can you remember when you were a kid first hearing like something that went, wow? Yeah, what was that? I think, I mean, I mean, that me and you talking about music, Daniel, how long have we got? Do you know what I mean? But um, it, We've it, got eight minutes. Come on, oh, hurry okay, up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think no, talk, the, talk as long as you want. The first thing that, that really kind of got me was um, my dad was big into rock. My mum was big into kind of like soul and, uh, you know, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye and that kind of stuff. Like, but my dad was big into rock music and um, he used to blast this stuff out really, really loud. And uh, the first song that kind of caught me was, I don't know whether you're Led Zeppelin. It's a song called Nobody's Fault But Mine. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, fr from that moment, I was hooked. And I think from probably the age of about nine years old, I kind of I wanted to be Robert Plant, you know, the lead singer of that band. So it was it was from there that really kind of first struck my chords with music. And I think I was lost it in that sort of vibe. I didn't really take pay too much attention when I was a younger kid, kind of teenage years. It was all about the rock and the, the heavy stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, I, it was that was definitely my first my first foray into music was listening to, to my dad blasting out rock and roll tracks, man. 
Do you remember um, getting up onto stage and singing for the first time? Because you, you worked with your brother Alex, haven't you? Like, and you've yeah. done stuff in the band before and stuff yeah. like that. You had, you had a band, is it Lost Audio was the band was called? Yes, we did, mate. Yeah, you must have I've done my research. I've done you my must... research. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, for, for me, it was, um, I've always, I, I was quite a nervous performer at first. Like, my, we'd go to these jam nights and stuff, first of all, and we'd have maybe rehearsed something, me and Alex, and, and there'd be maybe, what, I don't know, four or five people in a grotty old pub. But that was enough to, to, to put the nerves in me. And I was like, I didn't, we'd go to jam nights and I would not perform. And then me and Alex would argue and we'd go home having not done nothing. And that was all my fault, you know? So it was first times on stage was, uh, the first time I enjoyed being on stage actually was in a school production of a play where you're playing a character and it's not the real you. But I think singing, kind of there's something about pouring your heart out and it's almost like you're standing there naked in front of people going, this is me, do you know what I mean? And um, it was something that I really struggled to get my head around for a long time, really. Yeah, I mean, especially when it comes to music, I think it's so vulnerable to stand up and even talk, let alone to be judged for your singing. Because the problem about singing is loads of people don't like Michael Bublé. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. well, if you don't like, or they don't like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of other, other singers right now, like Queen or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I just don't like that. And you're like, but they're amazing. That's and then it. you realize it's fine for people to have their genres that they like. Yeah, I do get that. But And the other thing is, is really, I think if you're putting your, if you're putting yourself on a stage, right, you're essentially saying to people, give me your opinion. I mean, maybe you're not, ver you don't want it verbally or whatever, but you are putting yourself up there for people's opinions. And as a, as a musician and song lover, there are bands that I don't like, but would I be one of those people who goes on Twitter and writes to them, you're, you know, expletive, expletive. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, but there are people out there that do that. So I think everyone's allowed to have an opinion, man. Um, and you kind of do put yourself up there for that when you're performing in, in, in any sense, you know, from pub to, to, to stadium. Let's let's take you back. So, uh, 2014. Actually, I wanted to ask you. You auditioned in Newcastle. Yeah. So you? it was. Uh, How come? It was a really terrible story. So we went down and waited in London first of all, uh, and waited in the queue for like 14 and a half hours. Um, I remember. Yes, I remember. you do, mate. To, to, to get through to what you think is going to be Simon Cowell and the judges, and it turns out it's three. Uh, you know, like just three people from the. Uh, what are they called? Runners and stuff. runners. Yeah. <laughs> Look, your career is in the hands of a runner at that point you know um so we queued up there and and it got to i literally had been there for 14 hours and they sort of pulled this just before i got there pulled this little cordon across and said uh uh what was it are you are you bent yeah i'm sorry but we haven't got time to see you here today i was like yeah dude yeah no, i was like what i you know I, I may have said a few um words and they were like, but we'd love you to come and audition in Newcastle. And I was like, yeah, do you know what? Like, no, I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem, man. Walked out the door, and me and my mate, I was like, no, I'm not going here. I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I wouldn't have gone back for it if it wasn't for my auntie who sort of said, look, this is the only opportunity you're going to get, aside from the one you've just got. This is the opportunity you're going to get. And she kind of paid for me to go up to Newcastle. And, I, and I'd done the whole thing again. Well, I got there at 9 a.m., I think, waited in the queue. And, and my actual audition was... Um, about five past midnight. I think I was the last person to be seen. So, oh my goodness! You think when they are fast track, you're not fast track. You tell you to go to Newcastle that yeah. you might be fast tracked and you could get in and get out, but they still make you wait around, jumping around, throwing up the X that's sign it. all the time. Yeah, that's it, man. You know what I mean? But they they want you to. Um, I, I think they wanted to see some sort of commitment from me because I think I was a bit blasé about it when I was there, but I was very. I was under the impression anyway that my kind of vibe and my kind of style of singing wasn't what 
what people had seen on there before, like the Rocky sort of stuff. hadn't I hadn't seen any anyone connect with that, and I didn't think the audience or or anyone would want it. So. What are you talking about? We had Wagner. What are you saying? Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, but you're t- you know that's like Madonna. He's got one name and he's got his complete <laughs> own vibe going on. You can't top that. Fuck that. Yeah, uh, he, he's smashing it on cameo. So don't worry about it. It's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> Okay, let's fast forward from that because I, I think with the audition stuff, it's uh, you, you, they don't choose you and they say you have to go up to Newcastle. And yeah. what's your auntie's name, by the way? Give her a name. Marina, check. Marina Steele. There you go, Marina Steele. Um, and then you go all the way up to Newcastle. Let's fast forward. Then you win the show. Mm. Yeah. You win the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, even when you say it now, it's still, it, it, uh, you know, being involved in the show at any point was kind of a pinch me moment because you just think you look back on it and it was you know you know what it is it's a, it's a wild ride isn't it you know but I, mm-hmm. I think yeah. um that still just just doesn't really sink in and I and I think for me it took maybe once once you win the show you go straight upstairs to some sort of like small after party where you're not allowed to do anything it's just for people to kind of look at you through the glass do you know what I mean and then you, you go on you this... just smash through the glass that's that what you it. do oh yeah that was again putting my life in danger putting my life in danger but you're up there you do that and then it's a whirlwind thing you're on every single morning tv show and, and, and my feet did not touch the ground until two years later until I was dropped from the label you know till I left mm. that label and had time to sort of sit back and kind of go everything to go in I, I really didn't I I, I I don't know how I was doing it. I don't think I was living as myself and I don't think it was, I don't think it was me. Do you know what I mean? As strange yeah. as that sounds. Yeah, I don't think it was me in control, but it was incredible, incredible experiences, man. It is a whirlwind and when you do anything like that and you kind of, your feet don't touch the ground. But I think no matter what you do and if you 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 love it or you, there's some tough times, there's element of that, even though there's things you would change, you're like, I've gained so much experience. Yeah. I've met so many people now in my life that I didn't know before that means so much. And the people I met knew before and stuck around and didn't expect me to pay for every bill. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no. You know bro, what I mean? That, that, Thank you for calling me, you know, you know, names and keeping me grounded. And, totally. You know, and, it, it was that for me that, that was that was the key. I think, you know, and when you say you meet a lot of people, you do meet a lot of people. You meet a lot of family members you never knew you had that come out yes you do you know I mean? we're still yeah. meeting them yeah still meeting them. we should we should get them to meet up together and just put them on a boat <laughs> we'll get Davina McCall along and she can reunite <laughs> but yeah it's it, it's that exactly like you say uh, for me having having my bigger brother to still do you know what I mean give me Chinese burns and noogies and, and keep keep me where I was and having a family around me that were literally just like if you even think about getting too big for your boots mate we will tell you where you've come from so it was yeah it was great you know Okay, so I'm going to say that uh, Ben's best thing to do with music, I'm going to go Led Zeppelin. Yeah, right Zeppelin. Not. yeah I'll take that, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay, we've got the next and last category is something random. Do you know what you're going to do yet? I think, do you know what? Yeah, I think I do know what I'm going to do. I don't know whether I'm really an expert on it, but I've got an idea. <laughs> you don't need to be an expert. Uh, yeah, so next uh, category we're going to be talking about is something random. Ben, your last category. We're going to be talking about something random. Okay, what is the best thing that is something random for Ben Hay now? What are you going to say? I don't know what you're going to say. I know you don't know what I don't even think I know what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> for me, we we started me me and the wife started watching a load of stuff on pyramids. You know, like the ancient Egyptians and pyramids and yes. this whole conspiracy stuff about you know aliens and and, and everything else. Like, um, 
it's very interesting to me and i still think there's not there's definitely not been enough sort of like looking into it uh, i've watched about three documentaries on it and i'm still none the wiser it's just it's a lot a lot of conspiracy and not much fact or people actually looking to justify their facts but yeah man pyramids and aliens is i'm living for that stuff at the moment Okay, so when it comes to have you been to Egypt? Have you actually seen no, the pyramids? No, I've got, my grandma went years and years. God bless her, because she went years and years ago, um, and she said it was like it, it, it's quite. Um, there's quite a lot of rubbish, like not not as it you know. Yeah, there's like makes... a McDonald's like across the road. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And who wants it? that? Wasn't in Indiana Jones or any of these other cool things you see? Like it's not like McDonald's, <laughs> just loads of bottles and rubbish and crisp packets. I think I think it'd ruin it. But I would I would like to go. But I'd probably be arrested for breaking into a pyramid and looking for aliens. I think the sad thing about the pyramids and and stuff, apart from that, you know, no one wants all the trash around. But I think the the sad thing is that you used to be able to go you know quite close to the pyramids or used to be able to go in and now you can't a bit like stonehenge and you know in the yeah. uk and stuff you should be be able to touch it and yeah. be quite close and now you can't um okay let's get into it when it comes to pyramids why do you think and how do you think they're there go on <laughs> I, 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 I personally like as much as i like to get lost in the belief of aliens i just think there weren't much to do back then no one had tellies do you know what i mean if you want 500 thousand people to get together and build a big pointy pyramid i think the people would have been i would have been up for it i mean like you say i've done a lot of gardening in the lockdown time <laughs> so i think you want to it's keep the same thing exactly <laughs> dude it is it's, i can't show you it's roughly the same thing i think there was a lot to do with um <laughs> don't laugh Daniel. There's a, there's a lot to do with them um, there was one that was showing you about basically how like the nile was massively important to egypt and 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 stuff like that but that they created their own waterways and created these tunnels um like where you could the water pressure would go underneath which would be able to lift stones wow i know and i'm even doing the action and no one can see you it. are no one can see it but it's fine they, they can try and do it at home imagine that home right now the actions of the stones lifting <laughs> with the water and <laughs> but yeah i think it was i think it was technology mate you know what i mean i think it was i think they were pioneers in technology um i'd like to think that that the aliens thing is true but you know i, I, I and i do and i am a believer i definitely am a believer in in them in, um, in that sort of thing like in extraterrestrial life but whether they were the ones that kind of put together the pyramids and stuff i'm not sure but it's so precise everything they've done is so precise and people are saying about the tools and stuff they would have need to use and the pressures they would have needed to use to cut through stones that it wasn't available then so it, it still just makes your mind boggle doesn't it i think because it was so so long ago and i think we've dated it further back than we actually thought it was um and so like four thousand bc which is is hard to comprehend because yeah. if you think right now we're only in you know 2020 yeah. when we and four thousand years before that so that's yeah. double time you know it, it's it's mind-boggling to think about it what is even weirder when it comes to it is that that was happening in egypt but then if you go across to south america you go across to uh, mexico there's the incas and there's yeah. the mind tribes that figured yeah. out the stars you know you're like what and yeah. and it and we haven't found most of their monuments and the things that they built in the middle of the jungle. Now, was it jungle back then? Maybe not. Maybe it's grown more. But it, it's. I feel like there's so many unanswered questions. We actually just don't know, do we? Yeah, I think we don't know. And I don't think there's enough people that are still kind of looking. I don't know on how many people's radar that is, because I'm interested in that sort of thing. You know what I mean? And there's probably a load of other people that are, but there's not enough. I think people actually looking into it and trying to find answers for all these things, you know? 
Yeah, I think what we could on Earth is some either some mind-boggling things that would just ruin the whole of perception of humanity, or yeah. we'll just go. Actually, this is really bad, and they made loads of people do this in the skins of the Vikings for years and to years. To be honest just... with you, though, bro, like I think that you know, again, it's even even with what's happening in current times, I think that that you know people need to find out, and it, it, that that sort of thing shouldn't be covered up. And I don't doubt that you know the the sort of thing where you know like slavery vibes of you know same ethnicity and everything else but but that sort of thing and making people do work and stuff like that i think obviously and probably was a massive part of it but i don't think just because it's shameful people should cover it up because you it, it, it's the same as everything it is about learning isn't it from the mistakes and unless people are going to kind of speak up about it you know okay so alien wise is is there aliens in our galaxy? Right. Do you know that we just found uh, water, uh, like ice, in Mars? No. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you a picture, and we'll put it in the link as well. It's it send me to Mars. Mars. Yeah, I'm going to send you to Mars. Uh, would you go to Mars? Because Elon's saying that we're going to be up in Mars and we're going to colonize that. Would you? You're, you're nodding your head. Is this a yes? I'd check it out, man. I mean, definitely. You no, know, they'd have to obviously put some facilities up there first of all. I'm not yeah. going to be kind of first man down, but um, I, it, that yeah, that whole thing would blow my mind. It, to be able to be able to go into space and just to even orbit the earth or, or something like that. Do you know what I mean? On one of these Branson jets or whatever they're going to do. I, I think I'd, you'd be silly not to, you'd be silly not to, I couldn't afford it, but you'd be silly not to. I, uh, I think they might take you up there. You can play some Ben Hanel music up there. First single on the moon. That'd be nice. <gasps> there you go. I'm yeah. up for that. Yeah. I mean, like uh, I'll be in small print on the side. Ben Hanel, no. massive print. And just featuring <laughs> Daniel. Just on the, on the side of that. I mean, apparently um, this is what's going to be happening. We just uh, seen what um, SpaceX has done and that, you know, that they took the rockets up and then they, they landed back their rockets back on planet earth to make sure they can use again. And the guys are up at the space station, which is incredible. And I just sent you a video of someone yeah. um, filming it, the, spa the space rocket going up into space on the narrow airplane i mean can you imagine just standing there watching yet again it's like back in the 60s or when we went to the moon that we are doing this this yeah. is something that's happening and we're in the next place is mars well for you to say as well that they kind of landed the rockets back and stuff i mean that's that's something that doesn't uh, well forgive my maybe uh, ignorance on it but that's something that doesn't happen isn't it like they don't normally no, obviously sustainability from elon yeah yeah incredible it's, it is it is incredible, and I think that when 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 Elon kind of comes up, comes up with his ideas, or NASA comes up with his ideas, it's so hard to fathom what space is like and how vast and how many stars and planets and stuff. I mean, yeah. most people can't name the planets in our solar system, let alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't I mean, worry, I'm not going to get you to name them. Ben, I, fine, I was just going to start to look. I was just looking down at my Google page there as well, in case you were going to ask. But no, um, my very early morning jam sandwich usually nauseates people. Is how I remember the planets. Oh wow, that's clever! Mm. Oh, I don't think I've heard of that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, right. That's good. Uh, so I'm going to say <laughs> that uh, Ben's best things to do with something random is going to be kind of like not extraterrestrial, but kind yeah. of like pyramids and that kind of that undiscovered kind of side of life and and those seven wonders of the world sort of things. I think they're yeah. really. Yeah, the unknown. I think it's the unknown. That is the, the unknown. Place. I think that's me. So Ben Haynow's best thing with something random is the unknown. That could be anything. I think. Yeah. Uh, ben, you've been an absolute star. What, what's going on with you? you? You've got a new song out. You're promoting stuff. You're raising money for charity. You're doing loads of stuff. Yeah, well, I'm trying. You've got to try and keep busy, aren't you? So, um, it's it's been amazing. I've um, I've I've got a song out for uh, for Mind Charity, just to raise um, to raise mental health awareness. Basically, I know it's um, 
the time to launch it was kind of in mental health awareness week when people think you know that that's the only time they have to talk about these things and i think it's that that's part of the trouble um you know it is while stuff's trending people are all on it you know what i mean but it's you know it's it's not mental health awareness and stuff like that it's not like national cupcake day do you know what i mean or hashtag national chips day you know it's one of these things that that affects everybody so not to waffle on too much about it but yeah i've, I've got a new single out um all the proceeds go into mind charity um and i've recently put together a little video um it's kind of getting fans involved and everything else sending sort of messages of, of hoping i don't want to give too much away about it but we've got some kind of famous faces and stuff including your beautiful famous face oh stop it um, so yeah it's been really great it's been really great to you know for me as well the, the song the reactions that i've got from the song and i'm not talking about chart positions or you know i'm not talking about you know press coverage and things like that what i'm talking about is the is the way people have reacted to it on a human level um you know from one person saying something and the effect that has on other people that's what's really blown me away really and how people have been so kind to get involved and give their time um and and just to show through kind of like the the demographic diversity that we've got of people in the video you know it doesn't mental health doesn't care for your your, your age your race your culture your you know anything like that so it, i'm so proud um and can't thank everybody enough for being involved in it just to just to show how much this can affect literally any one of us you know well i'm going to give you a little round of applause uh, because you, you are doing some great work and uh, so uh, the charity you're doing it is for mind uh, what's the name of the song uh, the song is called if you're lonely which is quite, you know, appropriate right now, isn't it? Really, in yeah, what's going it, kind on of, it kind of is, but you know, and, and not just a physical loneliness. You know, it's a lot of people feel feel trapped inside their heads with with, with all manner of thoughts and, and all the time. You know, and even particularly when you're surrounded by people, um, you know, you can you can still feel lonely with your thoughts. So it's um, yeah, I, I guess the title kind of just sums it up in in all all senses, really. And you can find it anywhere. You get it on Spotify and. You can get it anywhere, man. It's on every single digital platform. Um, and if you come around the house, I'll play it live for you. <laughs> uh, what's next for you? What's going on? Not a lot, really. So uh, a friend of mine has been um, kind of arranging, obviously, with, with shows and stuff not going ahead. There's been kind of like new and creative ways to get around that. And a friend of mine uh, put me onto a guy who's been arranging like driving gigs, like the old driving movies. Yeah. Where, yeah. People stay in their cars and there's a stage set up. And uh, I think one happened in Southampton. And I, it, it was it sold out. Do you know what I mean? It was really good. And I, it was for me. It was just the thought of okay, well, maybe that's that's one thing to look into. So I think writing a lot at the moment, um, writing a lot with with some new people that I've met during the lockdown, um, and that, that sort of online and stuff. I think just that, and then waiting for the live scene to crack on again because that's really what I love to do. So. Well, good luck with everything. Uh, do you know what? We'll leave all the information in the links below. Ben Haynell, you've been an absolute star. Thank you for sharing with us your best things. Thank you very much. You're cool, man. Thank you for having me, dude. No problem. See ya. A huge thank you to our wonderful guest today, Ben Haynell, an absolute star. His new song, If You Are Not Alone, will be in the link below. Thank you also to Adam Harris and his fat chicken. Bethia bringing us some of the best in brand new music and of course the wonderful Professor Ollie making sure this is all edited perfectly together. The music in the background is by myself, Tom Baxter and Jimmy Lundy. The artwork is by JMD. If you're liking this, don't forget to like and subscribe. Next up, Bethia Beats track of the week. This is Chinchilla and Nono. See you next time. You're disgusting me In the way that you I've told you no time and time again What you try to prove
Let me tell you what no means. It's a two-letter word. In for never. Oh my God. I won't say it louder. You heard. You close to the line and the line ain't blowing. No, 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 no. Don't you call it drama. I'm standing by my answer. So you think that you can sway me, but you never had a chance. Sorry if you're tempted, but that's not my, not my problem. Call me temptress one more time. I'll take you for your fortune. I'm a roll with it. Share it out to the ones who are done with it. And I'm smiling now. That's so funny when it's you putting your food. It's me, Fat Chicken. Uh, well done for sitting through 45 minutes of that tosh. Um, my fact check today was to find out whether daddy long legs and crane flies only live for one day. Well, it's not true. The lifespan of an adult crane fly or daddy long legs is about two weeks, and their purpose in life is to mate and then die within a few days. <sighs> Relatable. Okay, guys, see you next time. <laughs>